Health Matters with Karen Key. Well, if you associate the holidays with a bad time in your life, like the loss of a loved one or a previous depression, this time of year will naturally bring those memories flooding back. And for people who've recently lost a loved one or are spending their first Christmas alone due to a recent divorce or perhaps even a relocation, Christmas and family gatherings could be incredibly stressful. And the extra financial burden during this time can also make one's celebrations feel very low. Well, if you'd like to chat with us this evening, you can call us now on 0892 10 2010. 8921010 and you can speak with Dr. Franz Korb and he's a psychologist and a psychiatrist in private practice. Dr. Korb, this time yes. of year always seems to be that time of year when things like depression tend to rear their heads unfortunately. Yep. Yeah, like you you've just said that you know this is the time of the year where uh, people are happy, people are celebrating, people are taking holidays, people are spending time together with friends and family. And usually the people that, that are lonely or that are depressed, and it's an emotional time of the year, you know, and, and, and I think because of the kind of nature of this time of the year, the kind of depression is highlighted, the loneliness is highlighted, the, the kind of emotions is highlighted and bring to the fore. And I mean, that's why we're talking about this. Yeah. Now, depression itself, I mean, you know, people often say, oh, gosh, you know, I'm so depressed. But yeah. there's a difference between depression and just feeling down or possibly a blue mood or yeah. just feeling low on a particular day. What exactly is depression? Yeah. I mean, yeah, one can really see it on, on, a, on a, a grade or a spectrum. The blues is just the, the kind of a normal emotional reaction. I mean, all of us must have kind of blue days or down days. We're all confronted with things that we don't like. And then when you, you, you are confronted with things you don't like, then you will feel a little bit down. And that's a normal reaction. But that we need to differentiate between depression. Depression is really when that blue or sad or hopeless or down in the dump feeling kind of becomes permanent. According to the definition, you have to be in that down period for at least two weeks, minimum of two weeks, uh, before you can say or start thinking that this is an actual clinical depression. So, Corinne, it's really a matter of, of grade and, and depth of, of how you're feeling. What are the symptoms of depression? Yeah, first of all, obviously, you need to feel down and, 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 and also not only feeling down and depressed, but also you, you lose that kind of ability to experience pleasure. You, you, you lose that ability to, to see the positive things in life. So, so everything becomes dark and negative. So that is the main feature, obviously, because it is a, a kind of a problem or a, a illness or a disease of the mood of how you feel. But then there are also lots of the other symptoms. Common things is like you, uh, your sleep can be disturbed. Most commonly that you can't sleep. Sometimes uh, you get what we call hypersomnia, that you sleep too much. You get disturbances in your appetite, so you lose your appetite. You don't feel like eating. And, and patients often say, you know, I, I eat, but I just eat because I have to eat. I don't even taste the food. Food doesn't taste nice to me anymore, so there's the appetite kind of thing. So there are all those kind of physical things. Then you get the somatic things. That's where you get these non-descript aches and pains, where you get chronic headaches, where you get backache where you get joint pains you get muscle spasms so all the physical kind of things and then lastly you also get the the kind of brain things that's like your your memory your concentration your attention span uh, making decisions all of those kind of things so those are the, the the kind of main symptoms and then obviously there are some of the psychological things as well there's excessive guilt feelings that that comes with it as well and of course, in severe depression, you can also become uh, suicidal. You start having suicidal thoughts, and eventually that can end in, in a, a suicide attempt. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier now about pain. Well, am I yeah. correct in thinking you went overseas at one point to go to a conference on pain and depression? Yes, that was right. That was mm. about Sure, that's Gosh. about two years ago. <laughs> I remember you can that. Remember that <laughs> now, that's something <laughs> yeah. I don't think that was that well known up until yeah. then. Yeah. That people didn't really associate one with the other. Well, that, that is the big problem, Karen, is, is that people, because uh, ultimately depression is a, a physical condition. It's a biological condition. And because there are uh, some physical symptoms as well, people don't associate that that, that is possibly a depression. 
but I, th- I think that is also where, where often where GPs uh, make a mistake is because they expect physical problems and they look at physical problems and they start e- examining or investigating all the physical problems and not thinking that this can be part of depression. So in, in patients where you've got those kind of vague aches and pains and you can't find a cause for the headache or you can't find a cause for the joint pains or, or the upset stomach, one must always think maybe this is an emotional thing and not purely a physical uh, kind of a thing. Could you be exhibiting those sorts of pains without having the very deep depression? Because then, yeah. I mean, would you be possibly have the pain but not be that aware that you were even depressed? You can. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. Because, you know, everybody uh, presents or, or, or experiences their depression uh, differently. Um, and, and what is interesting about it is, is uh, if you look at the differences between males and females, uh, women often feel the depression. They feel the mood. Where in males, they often present with a physical symptoms. And that is perhaps why often it's more difficult to diagnose depression in men because they most, uh, most, most often have got the physical symptoms and not so much the mood symptoms. Okay, so yeah. possibly if you're feeling like that and you have all these undiagnosed strange aches and pains, mm-hmm. maybe mention to your doctor that, yeah. do you think I could possibly be depressed? Yeah. Would that work? I mean, could you do Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yes, okay. yes, yes. One, one must, uh, yeah, of course, yes. You have to think about all the kinds of possible uh, overall diagnosis, what, what these symptoms mean. Yes. Is this something that your GP would take you seriously on? I always worry that you sort of wander in there and say, well, you know, I've got this terrible pain in my arm and the joint. Maybe I'm depressed and your doctors look at you and say, well, no, I don't really think so. Maybe it's just a muscle thing or how persistent do you have to be here? Yeah. yeah. I worry about that sort of oh, thing. Of course, yeah. You know, you have to have a, a whole, you, you have to have a few of the symptoms. You know, if you only have uh, joint pains, then that's unlikely to be just a, a part of depression. You know, you usually have to have a, a group of these symptoms together and uh, before you can say this is depression. Just a reminder, you're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. I'm Karen Key, and this evening we're focusing on depression with my guest, Dr. Franz Korb, a psychiatrist and psychologist in private practice in Johannesburg. If you have any questions, if you've got any questions about possibly medication or symptoms or just want to talk about how you're feeling, please do call us on 0892 10 2010. Now, that's the one thing I've just mentioned, the medication. The thing about depression Mm. is that it can, you can be helped. Yes. Um, I, I think we now know in the last 10, 15 years, there's been such a lot of medical research on, on depression. And I think we, we now understand much, much more about the biology or the, the, the neurophysiology of depression. And I think we now very, very clear, Karen, that this is a medical illness. We know lots about what happens in, in the nervous system, in the brain, about what causes the depression from the chemicals to the neuroanatomy to circuits to all these kind of things. And we know that this is a medical condition that must be treated medically. Um, that is absolutely definite. Now, the other thing, besides the medication, also when you think about somebody who is depressed, you also have mm. to look at the family dynamic because it's very difficult sometimes for family members to understand what the person who is depressed is actually going through. And I think one of the worst things yeah. that anybody could say to someone who is depressed is, oh, for heaven's sake, just pull yourself together. That, yeah. I mean, you hear that all the time and yeah. you think, seriously, no, don't yeah, say that. Yeah. That, that. I mean, that is the worst thing. I think, you know, when we, we, we need to think about how we, we treat and how we... Uh, from a general public point of view, family point of view, how we approach people with depression. But I think that's the worst thing. I mean, I think to be depressed is already a kind of a a feeling that I'm the only one suffering. People mm. don't understand me. It's it's a. I think to suffer from any mental illness for that that matter is a very very isolating, is a very lonely kind of a feeling. And if you then tell the person, you know, just pull yourself together, you're actually saying. You know, I don't believe you. I don't believe there's, there's anything wrong with you. You're putting this on, you know, that, and that is the worst thing you can tell somebody. I think with, with any kind of illness for that matter, you know, understanding is, is the, the basis of, of trying to help somebody. So what do you say? How do you cope, especially if it's a family member and this has never happened in your family before and one of your family members is suddenly diagnosed with depression? Yeah. How do you deal with that? 
you know, and uh, what the main thing is is that you you need support. Um, a person or a family member should give that that and support means that uh, you know I'm available if you want to talk about it. I'll understand. Come and talk to me if you need help with something. I'll help you with that. If you need to go to the hospital, I'll take you or go to your doctor or your psychologist. I'll take you. So it's that kind of thing. It's really, it's understanding what that person is going through. Now, that's easier said than done. You know, if to, to put yourself into somebody else's shoes to understand exactly what that person is feeling, what's going through their thoughts, is not so easy. But but by doing that, you already the, the person with depression already feels a, a little bit of relief. So it's really that emotional support, that understanding, helping the person, not blaming a person, not uh, 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 degrading a person, understanding the stigma, understand what that person is going through, understanding the disease. So all those things, Karen, are, are, are really important between friends, family members of somebody that is depressed. Well, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, otherwise known as SADAG, have got some amazing documents on their website, one of which is called What to Say to Someone Who is Depressed. And if you're looking for some guidance, if you're needing to help someone in your family or even just a friend, just go and have a look at some of the documents they've got on the SADAG website, which is sadag.org.za. There's some amazing things on there. And this one in particular, what to say to someone who they say what not to say and then what possibly you should be saying yeah. and it's it's very similar but it's it's you know it, i'll notice a lot of them end with we'll get through this together yeah and it's that, yeah. i think it's just that whole feeling of you as you said not being alone alone yeah because like i said in the beginning you know i think to suffer from depression or or, or any mental illness is a very lonely thing you know you know and and you need that kind of support and by I think that is why support groups, the SADAC runs all, all the support mm. groups, why that is so important because all the other people that are there that suffer from depression, they all have been through the same thing and they can exactly understand what it is to go through a, a, a breakdown or a, a depressive illness or a depressive episode. The other problem, though, with, with something like this, though, as well, as you also mentioned earlier, was there's this thing about either insomnia or hypersomnia. There's yeah. this whole sleeping disturbance, and some people might sleep a whole lot more, and then they get the reputation, oh, they're just lazy. Look at them. They're just yeah, lying around exactly. sleeping all the time. It's not that. Again, it's not understanding that this is a disease, and mm. this is part of a disease. So it's, again, the not understanding. Yeah. As I yeah. said, please go onto the SADAG website. There's so much information that you might need. We've got Jonathan on the line. He wants to talk about joint pain and depression. Jonathan, good evening. Hello. I'm Hel- here. Hello. Hello well, you, have a, you have a question for us, Jonathan. Yes. What's your question? Oh, the question was since you, you, you have been talking about depression, symptoms and the like. Yeah. Uh, as, as I was saying that I experienced one of uh, joint pain, sleepless night and the like without knowing that what was the problem. So from yeah. the radio, it's then that uh, I hear that it might be a depression. Yes. Yeah, have you, have you seen a doctor already, Jonathan, or haven't you seen a doctor yet? Uh, I've never seen a doctor yet, but I, I do yeah. experience such. Yeah. Yeah, like I say, it's, it's also, you know, it's the, the vague aches and pains. It's usually, you know, uh, like I said just now, it's, it's, it's a must have be a combination. It's not only joint pain. If you've only got joint pain, that might be something different. But if you've got joint pains and you can't sleep and you're losing your appetite and, and you lose that, lose that kind of motivation for life, you don't feel well inside yourself in your heart anymore, you know, if one looks at all of those things together, then there is a possibility that that, that this, this is a, a depression. And I really think, you know, you, you need to go and discuss it with your doctor. Okay. Just go and speak to him, Jonathan, and see. You know, he'll be able to help you. But I, I think you should go and speak to him. Don't leave it. Yeah. Yeah, really, me too. I, I, I do, I, I think of taking a step towards consulting a doctor. Yes. But uh, in detail, what is the accusing? Sorry, Jonathan, I, I didn't. I didn't hear the line is quite bad. I didn't hear you. You said you had taken. Well, you were thinking about taking a step to go and see the doctor, and oh, then okay. you said something else after that, and I didn't hear that. Well, I, said, I, I was saying the cure of depression, since you mentioned all the things sleepless night, the not having sleep, 
John yes. Pay, you know, all those negatives, you know, mm. thinking yeah. that we are alone in the world. You, know, you, you might be thinking of murdering yourself like that. Um, now, rather just go and you need to. I think, Jonathan, you need to go and speak to somebody yeah. quite soon. Yeah. Right. And. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, carry on, Jonathan. Yeah, as a, as a doctor is saying that, no, you know, uh, depression is very much disturbing in life. And whatever, yeah. you know, the situation that I've been mentioned, I experience a lot. But I've never consulted a doctor to find out exactly that uh, uh, there is a the, depression. That is yeah. happening in my life. Yeah, yeah. Really. And Dr. Corb, as far as yeah. I'm aware, that the, the government hospitals, the provincial hospitals, do have a very good uh, outpatient program yes. with, with psychiatrists and psychologists. So there will yeah. definitely be somebody for you to speak to, Jonathan. You just need to go and make an appointment. Yeah, the, the, at the hospitals or obviously at uh, the community clinics. Mm. There are psychiatric community clinics throughout South Africa, well, especially in the main centres. Uh, but there, there are definitely psychiatric clinics where he can go and talk at least to the sister to start off with, the psychiatrically trained sister. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Then I'll be taking a step towards. Please do that, Please Jonathan. Do that. Yeah. 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 Thank yeah. you. And thank you for getting through to us. And um, yeah, try and go sooner rather than later. Try and, if you can, yeah. go this week, go and speak to somebody. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now I'll try to take a step, and if there is uh, another program concerning this, and then I'll phone back and tell you. And let us know what's going on. Please, that would be great. My thank you. Thank no, you, Jonathan. Sorry, no, France. Thank, thank you, ladies. Only yeah, a pleasure. Thank you. France, sorry you were saying? Yeah, you see, Karen, that, that is what we also need to, you know, especially over this Christmas season, we, we need to get people to go and talk. Mm. And, you know, we, we, we're thinking about, you know, how to, to cope with the December blues and the December holidays and the Christmas period. And I think one of the biggest rules is that, that you need to know that you must go and talk. If you feel down, if you don't feel well, if, you, if, if things in your emotions change this time of the year, one of the, the golden rules is go and talk to somebody. Don't sit and think, you know, let me just sit in my room for the whole of December, that Christmas and New Year pass over, and then my emotions will also get better. So I think that is one of the main things is that we need to, to make sure that go and talk, whoever you feel comfortable, if it's your GP, if it's the SADAC helpline, if it's one of the other helplines, uh, if it's your religious minister, whoever it is, but your friends, your family, please have a, a network who you go and, can go and talk to. You're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. If you'd like to join us, we're chatting about depression this evening with my guest, Dr. Franz Korb, and you can call us on 0892-102010, 0892-102010. Ibrahim in Pretoria, good evening. How are you, ma'am? Very well, thank you. Hi. How are you? Yeah, uh, uh, I just heard uh, you yeah, speaking about depression. Yeah. I have mm. a pain. I've been having this pain in my chest for, for two years now. Yeah. I can't, I can't get rid of this pain. I tried all painkillers, all herbal medications. It just, I can't get rid of this pain. Yeah. And what? Even my legs are painful sometimes. I can't sleep. And I think, uh, hearing from the radio, I think yeah. maybe it might be depression or what. Yeah. I mean, have you, have you, Ibrahim, have you spoken to or have you been to a doctor or, or specialist that they've really looked at you physically very well and and and, and did some tests and and look looked at if it's there any physical cause yes i have been to doctors doctors say no you must take sleeping tablets maybe if you don't sleep enough you experience pains in your body things like that so i've been to quite many many doctors i've been to many doctors they, they yeah. can't actually, actually diagnose me what is the problem with me yeah, have, have, have you spoken to, have any of them ever mentioned the possibility that despite me, a, a, a depression or, or something, something wrong with your, how you're feeling? No, not, most of, most of the people, they say no, it's stress. Yeah, I mean, yeah. stress as well, but have they given you any medicines or are they giving you any advice how to cope or deal with the stress? No, 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 because I, I went to the doctor and said, no, I, I'll give you a, a sleeping tablet. Yeah, yeah, that you is not sleep. that is not you really ideal for stress is to give a sleeping tablet. Yeah, you know, I think so. Besides the pain, I uh, and and so pain you've got as well as sleep problems. Any other yeah. problems that you've got? 
Well, I think it's sleeping problem, chest pains, leg pains, everywhere. Sometimes back pains. Yeah. Make sure the the pain already is all over my body. How's your appetite? How's your appetite, Ibrahim? Are you eating okay? I, I'm even gaining weight. I, I don't even eat. I don't even eat that much, but I'm gaining weight. I'm gaining. Weight. I don't know yeah. what is the problem. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's worthwhile to to go back to your your GP and perhaps to start off with. And yes. d- discuss with him or her that the possibility of maybe this is a depression. And then, uh, uh, especially in the light that you've seen so many doctors and they've tried to find a physical cause. You see, once again there, uh, Karen, what happens is is that people keep on looking for physical causes, looking for, and obviously that is very important. One mm, needs absolutely. to exclude. One can't just say that everything is depression. So one must be careful about that as well. But this is typically where... Uh, possibly where where you look at all the physical and and one just uh, kind of blindly think that because it's a a pain, it must be physical. But ultimately, uh, it might be a mood disorder as well, and it might be a depression. And I think often uh, we we use the antidepressants because we use the antidepressants for anxiety and stress in any case as well. So maybe that one doctor that said this is just stress uh, should have rather given you an antidepressant rather than a sleeping tablet. Okay. Um, and to see if, if that might be work better. But I think the main thing is here is to go and discuss with your doctor. I don't know who was the doctor that made the diagnosis of stress. Perhaps that's the better one to go and speak to about the okay. possibility that this might be a depression. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Abraham. Good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks for getting through. Good night to you. Bye. Bye. At Adcock Ingram, we're passionate about the health of all South Africans. For more than 120 years, generations of families across the Rainbow Nation have trusted us with the day-to-day health of their loved ones. With household names like Panado, Bioplus, Comprel and Citrusoda, you'll find the same quality and care in all of our medicines. Adcock Ingram, adding value to life. Ask for Adcock Ingram Medicines the next time you visit your pharmacy. Health Matters with Karen Key. And a reminder, you're listening to Health Matters on SAFM. This evening, we're discussing depression with my guest, Dr. Franz Korb, and he's a psychiatrist and psychologist in private practice in Johannesburg. If you have any questions or if you'd just like to chat, you can call us on 0892 10 France, the one other thing, I mean, we talk, we've spoken about medication and treatment and that sort of thing, but there's a lot that we can do I know that sometimes when you're feeling like that, you really don't feel like doing much, but there are some things that we can do to help ourselves at home. Um, yes, that's very much true, uh, Karen. You know, depression is, is, is a medical illness, but I think as with all psychiatric things, it's not so easy. Medicine is not a magic cure. No. And I think that is often a problem on, on, on the opposite end of the scale where people go to a doctor and they think they'll get an antidepressant and that will sort out all your life problems. Because ultimately, if one looks what the, 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 what causes depression, yes, it is a biological thing, the chemistry and whatever in your brain goes wrong, but one needs to look at your circumstances, your external world as well. You know, what, what possibly caused it, what is happening in your life, um, all those kind of things. So, And one in treating depression, one needs to tackle those things as well. One, one needs, if there's a specific, if you're going through, for instance, marital problems or relationship problems, one needs to take care of that. So all the external things you want to need to take care, care of as well. And then thirdly, I think what is important, we need to look after ourselves. You need to, if you, if you live, a, live an unhealthy life, start living a healthy life. If you're taking too much alcohol, uh, Limit your alcohol or stop your alcohol. If you smoke, try and stop smoking. If you overweight, try and do exercise and lose weight. So one needs to look at Karen at all those things. And I think the other most important thing, which we often do neglect, and maybe it's uh, we always talk about it, it's not so easy to do, and that is to relax. You know, to make time for yourself, to have times in the day, time in the week, where you can just sit down and do your hobby, do your sport. Or, or just sit on a retreat and, and meditate and, and look at nature. But one needs, your, your, your psyche needs all of those kind of things as well to help you to recover from, from depression. 
There's a wonderful list on the SADAG website called No Cost Ways to Treat Depression Yourself. And it just gives you, I will put the links up for these documents yeah. because honestly, they are really well worth going through. And they give you a whole lot of ideas about, you know, make, establishing a routine and all sorts of things. But the one that I thought yeah, was, yeah. was very important was it said, be patient and kind to yourself. Remember yes. that depression is not your fault and it's not something you can overcome with willpower alone. Treatment is necessary for depression, just like for any other illness. Yeah, I think, you know, Karen, it's so important. We need to value ourselves as, as human beings as well. And I think one of the things that I find in practice as well is that people for, forget to reward themselves. You know, if, if you've had a hard year or you've been busy throughout the whole year or you've been through a, a very hectic period of a few weeks, Decide this weekend I'm going to have for myself. I'm going to book myself at a hotel or a spa or whatever. I'm going to reward myself because I've been so busy and I haven't had time for myself. So I think we, we so often don't reward ourselves for what we've done or for hard work and that kind of thing. Right. We've got Dr. Retebe in Santon on the line. Dr. Retebe, good evening. Yes, ma'am, how are you? Very well, thank you. How can we help you this evening? I'm good. I'm great, thanks. You know, Dr. Frank, yes. you said something that a lot of people don't, a lot of doctors don't say. Yes. Is to make time for yourself. Yes. If you want to sleep the whole day, sleep. And is to value yourself. But I yeah. have another. One thing that I agree with you, all the things that you've said, but... Yeah. I have a, a problem. Yeah. It's these toxic drugs that people are being given that turn people into zombies. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, uh, in fact, somebody was telling me now that the tender that's going out for antiretrovirus, those yeah. things are toxic. We need to be looking at herbal medication. There's a lot of herbal medication from India, from China, from Malaysia, that yeah. deal with depression. Yeah. You know this rubbish that the Department of Health is putting on tender. It is the one that is making our people's bodies toxic. These antidepressants are toxic. Yeah, uh, I'm just a bit concerned that anybody out there is on medication that this shouldn't be an no, in invitation all these to drugs stop. are toxic. He knows it. Yeah. Well, I just don't want people who are on a regimen of medication to suddenly stop taking your medication. Please don't do that. Yeah. You know, I, I think you you know, Corin. I I think we need to be open minded, and I think we need to realize there's a place for everything. Um, I, I think. To, to prescribe too many drugs, to make zombies out of people, of course that is not right. Because what ultimately do we want to do? We want to improve people's quality of life. And to, to go from depression on the one hand and make them a zombie that they can't function on the other hand, I mean, that's, that's not quality of life for me as well. So, so, so really, I think, you know, if one needs to uh, be on the right medication, one needs to one needs to use the minimum possible medication. I think that is a medical rule that you only give medicines where necessary and for the right indication. So that that goes for the whole field of medicine. Mm. So I think that is that is important. The second thing is perhaps which you you mentioned now as well is that people mustn't play around with their medicines because it's when people play around with their medicines first of all that things go wrong, either from the medication point of view that you take too much or you get side effects, or if you play around with it, it's not definitely not going to work. So, um, and if you, if you don't take it correctly, you're not going to treat uh, your depression or any other disease for that, that kind of matter. So I think the first thing is that people must not play around with their medicines. Before you change medicines or stop medicines, always discuss it with your doctor. I was chatting on the show a while yeah. ago with with somebody who was suffering with bipolar disorder, yeah. and yeah. they were saying how badly they, how bad they were in the beginning because yeah. the medication wasn't agreeing with them, and they were going off the meds, on the meds, and off the meds, and it really they were in a really bad place yeah. until yeah. they actually went and spoke to the doctor, and they they basically between the patient and the doctor they worked out the regimen of, of exactly. medication that was working for him, yeah. and yeah. now he's been I think it's for the last thirteen years on the correct dosage. Yes. 
the correct type of medication yeah. and does, has not looked back. Yeah. So that's the point. If, if medic medication isn't agreeing with you and you're feeling bad on it, don't sit there and, and suffer with it or yeah. stop taking it. Go and speak to your doctor because then they can make a plan and possibly just jiggle around and put you on something else slightly different, yeah. which is yeah. going to work for you. Yeah. You see, and, and, and that, that, that is a big problem is this. Unfortunately, there, there is just no, there's no recipe for working out a formula for what is correct. There's for, no one for, size fits all for anybody. There is never such a kind of a thing. So unfortunately, in the beginning, it is a bit of a, a trial and error, a hit and miss kind of a situation until you get the right medicine that, that suits you, that works for you that has got the least side effects and, and all those kind of things. So, you know, please discuss it with your doctor. That, that I cannot stress it but more. Is that a case of, well, here's the medication. It's not working, so I'm going to stop taking it. Yeah. You, there is something that will work for you. You just have to find the right balance. Yeah. And yeah. the doctor will do that, works with you to do that. But please don't just stop taking yeah. your medication because and that's the worst thing you can do. And it's interesting, you know, Karen, I saw a statistic uh, about two weeks ago I was reading in the medical journal. In South Africa at the moment, we've got 93 antidepressants on the market. Good grief. So there are 93 antidepressants on the market. So really, there is such a wide variety that so we can choose Something's going to work from. for you. And it's, yeah. And there's no recipe, like I said, to find which one of those 93 will be. Mm. But, um, you know, so please don't give up and please don't just stop. Right. Alice in Belcom, good evening. Good evening, Miss. Hello. Uh, I have... Uh, this problem of a pain that is in the groin here for some time and I went to the doctor to see the physician and then he, he diagnosed me radiculitis. This pain, I was given a, a trauma set. Uh, yeah. Currently I'm on uh, Ivedal, 10 milligram. I'm having this anxiety and, and, and panic. I'm a clinic manager, so I find myself yeah. having being overwhelmed yeah. with this position. And I've been asking my mom, who passed away on the 27th. Yeah. So I, just... I, I don't eat well. I've got to get these sleeping tablets for me to can sleep. Yeah. I'm, as I'm saying, I'm breaking up all the time. I'm emotional at work. I, well, I can't handle the situation, though I'm trying. I've been through a wellness program at work. Yeah. They organize it there. But uh, I'm trying to can implement whatever they said we can do, but I think I'm losing it. Yeah. Um, um, I, I can't. Yeah. Oh, Alice, I'm so I've sorry been, to I've been to the psych a psychologist, and then he suggested that I request at work that now I can step down as a manager, but no. Yeah. With finance and with the one's ego, that is other thing that is working on me. Or let me say, yeah. how, how, how am I going to be seen? What it's like, I don't know. I'm a single parent, as I say. My yeah. mom was a cancer patient. She just passed away. We buried her on the 29th. I'm so sorry to hear that, Alice. <laughs> And yes. that, I think, is possibly not helping your situation either because you're grieving still for your mom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, currently, uh, that is overwhelming. And as I say, I'm taking a little bit dull. And then I've been on Uganol. Uh, it was stopped. Yeah. Uganol, a fat milligram. France? Yeah. yeah, you know, I, uh, the medicines that he's got you on, you're on Ivadel, which is a sleeping tablet. Yes. And then tramacet is for, for pain. For pain, yes. Um, but that pain, it doesn't go away. It doesn't. Yeah. I was even contemplating this afternoon to go again to the physician. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, I, I can hear how emotionally, how upset you are at the moment. Okay, yes. one must understand that you are still in a grieving process because your, your mother's passing is quite recent. Yes. But it sounds like that there's a lot of emotional depression. There's lots of other things underlying as well. Didn't they put yes. you on antidepressants as well to help you to cope with all of this? Yes, there is, but I forgot the name. And then it was, I, I couldn't uh, take it for a long time because I wasn't comfortable with it. And then the doctor why? said I must stop it. What why, why weren't you comfortable with it? Why couldn't you take it? it? It was making me nauseous and then I would be miserable the whole day. I couldn't eat. Yeah. I forgot the name now. Okay. No, no, I yes. mean, that, that is fair enough. No, there are some of the, the, the antidepressants 
when you start taking them that they can make you nauseous. But once again, like we've just said, that you know there are many others on the market. Yes. And, and if one doesn't work, they mustn't just stop it and say, we're not giving you anything. I mean, then they must, must move to a different one or a different class. They about eight, eight different, at least eight different classes of antidepressants which they can choose from. So I, I really do think you need that extra support as well from an antidepressant. It really sounds to me from what you're telling us now. So uh, whom do I consult the psychiatrist or the, 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 the GP? Well, uh, have you seen a psychiatrist or, or not? I haven't seen a psychiatrist, but I've been to the psychologist, as I say. Yes. Yeah, the, the psychologists do do what we it call was, their, okay. So it was before my mom passed away, but I indicated yes. to him that we were going through this. Mom, my mom was a cancer patient. Yeah. Then we nursed her for three years. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, psychologists are, are are trained and they're experts in what we call talk therapy. So I think that is very important, and and it's it's good for especially for grief and and to try and cope with work to talk to the psychologist. But perhaps it, it it will be if if it, at all possible that you should talk to a psychiatrist as well. You know, once okay. the psychiatrist has found the right antidepressant that works for you, obviously then the GP can continue prescribing it. But oh, I okay. do think, you know, that uh, seeing that you've seen a psychologist, seeing that you've had side effects, seeing that you are going through a very difficult period, that things are not getting better, I think all these things really indicate that the time has come that you do speak to a specialist, to a psychiatrist. Okay, and this pain, that this chronic pain, yeah, on the, on the groin, yes. as I said, he said it was radiculitis. What is radiculitis? What could it be related to? Yeah, that, that is now something different. That is a, a radiculopathy. That means it's, it's, it's more to do with your, your nerves yeah. that supply yeah, your, it's a, for more a physical thing. The nerves, that's, there's something wrong with the nerves that actually supply your legs, that, that comes from your legs and goes to your legs. Yeah. There's something wrong there that they pinched or whatever, and that causes the pain. And that's why they've given you the tramacet, which is purely a pain uh, medicine. Mm. But you see, the other other thing is that if your person is depressed, even if you've got a a physical pain thing, if you are depressed, often the physical pain feels much worse. You experience it much much worse. Um, And and that, that also, when your depression gets better, you're able to, to cope with the pain better as well with a chronic pain syndrome kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. And uh, this, uh, the sleeping therapy and all that, can, that can be recommended by the... Yes. Yeah, the you know, uh, the, the insomnia. Insomnia is also now a, a whole topic on its own. Obviously, any pain condition can cause insomnia, but mm. also a, a severe mood disorder, a depression, mm. can also cause insomnia. So, so one really needs to, to look at all these things together and, 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 and make sense of it and, and really get you onto the correct medication. Okay, now the, okay, the GP will recommend, will yes. liaise with the Either the GP or the psychologist that you've seen or, or you're seeing, the psychologist will also be able to, to, to get you to the psychiatrist that, that the psychologist is working with. Because most often, uh, psychiatrists and psychologists work together. Yeah, the other thing is, when one taking these antidepressants, one feels the fear of now being a dependent. That yeah. Can it happen? No, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that point up. That, that antidepressants are not habit-forming. I think that's one of the biggest fears that people have got people, uh, about antidepressants, that they'll get hooked onto them. Um, I, I, you know, I must make it really, really very clear that you cannot get dependent on antidepressants. Oh. The two things that you do get hooked onto, which you get dependent on, are sleeping tablets and calming oh. tablets, anti-anxiety, calming tablets. So uh, can be dependent. Yes. So so tranquilizers and sleeping tablets, those okay. are the ones that you can de- get dependent. Or the antidepressants you cannot. But yeah. antidepressants is a totally different class, so oh. you can't get dependent on them. So there you don't have to worry that you're going to get dependent on them. And then uh, what happened on the when we after we married my mom, my sister's son came out and confessed that he was on marijuana. So that is one other thing that it it blew us because we never thought it could be a... So uh, even him, he he was 
Well, he, the, the thing that he did was showing that for that weekend, probably he didn't get uh, the, the marijuana. Yeah, so he yeah. was behaving very abnormal. So now my sister hmm. is afraid also that now, if she takes her to the psychiatrist, she is going to be given medication that will that she'll have to take for some time. Yeah. And that yeah. maybe will make him worse. Rather, yeah. he does rather go alone to withdraw yeah. Just uh, withdraw from the drug itself That's without right. any medication. Can that? Is, is it advisable? You should yeah. see that. Uh, well, uh, you know, unfortunately, with substance abuse, whether you talk mm. about marijuana, cannabis, or alcohol, mm. or any of the other drugs on the market, cocaine, or uh, yeah. so many of them on the market. Unfortunately, there are no medicines on the market to stop people using substances. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, people with a substance abuse problem, uh, mm. the best uh, treatment for them is to go onto a rehabilitation program, oh, okay. uh, which is much more psychological than. But unfortunately, okay. there are really virtually no medicines to stop people oh, okay. uh, substance abuse. Alice, right. well, good luck with okay. you. Good luck okay, to you. Go and speak you. to the thank psychiatrist. You. And once again, I'm very sorry about your mom. My condolences. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm so well. Thank, and thank you so much for calling this evening. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you very Alice. Much. Good okay. night to you. Bye bye now. Thank you. At Adcock Ingram, we're inspired to create quality medicines at affordable prices. The passion and care that goes into our trusted brands like Panado, BioPlus, Comprel and Citrasoda can also be found in our range of generic medicines. So whether you're a boyki with a bellyache or a gogo with a cold, trust us to take care of you and your family's health. Adcock Ingram, adding value to life. Ask for Adcock Ingram medicines the next time you visit your pharmacy. Health Matters with Karen Key. Right, off to Kai Litcher now with Mondi. Mondi, good evening. Good evening, Karen. How are you? Fine, thank you. How can Hi. we help you this evening? Fine, thanks, man. I've, I've recently been, uh, ex- I've been experiencing the symptoms of depression for quite a long time now, so yeah, I decided yeah. to act upon it. Good, yeah. Because I was yeah, not good. believing that I could be depressed because I'm, I'm still young. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I don't know how i from which age does depression maybe no. get severely that you could experience all these kinds of, of e- symptoms that you've yeah. just mentioned? Yeah. No, because I've been having it, feeling down, and wanting yeah. to close myself in the room all the time, not wanting to see people losing the interest in the in the things that I used to want before. Yeah. No. So I didn't. I don't know. Maybe from from what age does it get a, a it gets a common? Because mm. yeah. I'm I'm in my okay. in my middle of thirties. Okay, yeah. I, I think and uh, I, I would like to know because I've recently gone to, to to the doctor and told them about it. They have diagnosed me that okay, I'm I'm depressed. Yes. I've, I've got this depression, which is the minor depression. I don't know what they said they wrote in my in my in my file. Yeah. yeah. So how long does it take for one when he has taken the step to it, and what sort of other things that I could come accompany my 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 treatment with yeah. when I've started to act upon it. Yeah, first of all, I mean, depression happens at any age, at any time. So um, it, it's most common, obviously, in, in from the 20s upwards. Uh, it's the most common, but obviously, uh, children can also become depressed. They, they might okay. not be able to say that, you know, I feel depressed and my mood is low and I feel hopeless and helpless. Children yes. express it differently. You know, you can see a sudden drop in their school performance. You can suddenly see that they're isolating themselves. They don't see their friends anymore. They lose uh, interest in themselves and all of those yes. kind of things. But children can also become depressed. So the first thing is that depression happens at all ages. So there's there's no uh, age that is spared uh, for that. Now, okay. the other thing that I'm, I, I want you to, to, uh, to, to talk to you about as well is that uh, how long you must treat. Uh, the World Health Organization say that one should really, once you start an antidepressant, you should yes. stay on it for at least a year. Okay. Um, and the, the most recent recommendations is even to two years. So okay. it's, it's really, really important that you get the right medicines, you feel better, and once you feel better, stay on it for a year. And I kind of agree with that because, you know, it gives you a year which sounds a lot, but it's actually really not a lot 
to to start thinking about all the other things okay. which which Karen and myself spoke about just now. Look at your life. Look at the things, the stress in your life. Look at the things in your life that is wrong. Look at yourself as a person. What what you need to change, uh, uh, you know, uh, to get yourself as a human being better. Your physical health, your emotional health. Look at all those things. So, to sort all of that out in one year is a tall order. You know, it sounds a long time, but it's not a long time to sort your 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 life out. So Sometimes I, I would think that one other thing that, that is making me uh, totally depressed is because I have not been getting uh, jobs that I think that no, I'm yeah. supposed to because at least um, yeah. I've matriculated and then I've, I haven't, but I haven't done any course that I should, but at least to help me yeah. go forward. Maybe that is one of the things that is making me to be totally yes. depressed. It, it's a possibility, you know, that, that you... You're not getting the right job. Uh, you're not happy in what you're doing at the moment. So yes. obviously that is part of the external stresses. And once again there, I mean, uh, we don't live in an era where you can just decide I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to get the ideal job tomorrow. So you see that, that kind of, those kind of things takes quite a while to sort out. Yes. So the, the point I'm trying to make is so once you start your, your medicine and you feel better, please stay on it for at least a year. And, and in that year, work on yourself and, and your life and, and get that sorted out as well. Shouldn't there be some counseling that is going with when, I'm, when I've started to take them? Yes. Um, you know, we, we talk about all these things, sorting your life out. But okay. um, if you feel you, you rather want to speak to a psychologist, I mean, that's partly why psychologists are there as well, where you can go and talk to them on a very regular basis and they can also help you from a psychological point of view to get your life sorted out if you've got a marital problems, to do some couples counseling, uh, to help you think differently. If you've developed very negative thoughts, to help you change those negative thoughts into more positive thoughts. Okay. So, you know, there are all those, those lots of things that psychologists can help you as well. If you feel and you've got the, the, the finances, I suppose, as well, to, to, to see a psychologist regularly as well. Okay, thanks, Doc. Okay, Monday, yeah. thanks very much for getting through. Thanks, Good night to you. Bye-bye now. We've just got time to squeeze in our last caller, Marnie in Cape Town. Good evening. Uh, good evening. Hi, Hi. How can we help you, Marnie? Uh, thank you very much for taking the call. Uh, just saying, excellent program. Thank you. Uh, very important subject. Um, yeah. I've been... Yeah. Like, I get a bit like, with my sister. Yes. Oh, Marnie, this... this for, 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 for three years, uh, she's been at the uh, uh, Tiger Bank Hospital... Yeah. Uh, it's like I spoke to the psychiatrist. Like yes. uh, they don't want to listen to me. Uh, uh, they say they you know off the pills. They keep on the pills. It's getting worse. And worse. Like I saw my daughters. Even my sister, I'm I'm going crazy. These people that that, that they just don't listen. They talk to her. They don't talk to me. I know exactly what she does in in the house. You get. She's not interested. I'm sorry, so sorry to hear about the situation. It's yeah. Three years yeah. Yeah. You see, uh, Marnie, from from uh, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, from my, from my practice point of view, I don't mind anybody can come in with in the sessions. I, I've got no worry about that. But you see, from a purely medical point of view, unfortunately, the patient has got the choice. If the patient comes in to see me and they say, "I want to see you alone," then I have to respect that. If uh, I always say, you know, if your husband is here or your partner is here, um, I'm welcome. The partner can come in as well. I actually prefer it when the partner comes in because often it gives you a different point of view. It, it gives you, you know, to, to put three heads together to, to think about a problem and try and get the, 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 the proper solution to the problem. I think is yeah, much better. Yeah. But unfortunately, you know, that the doctor always has to listen to the patient and it's the patient's choice who can come in and who can't come in. Like and can't, can't even speak 
Sorry? Sorry? Like a zombie. She's like a zombie. She can't even because they call her and they don't ask me. I ask them, can I come in too? Then they say yes. They don't invite me. They so ask you, how are you? They talk to her. How are you? And I'm fine. Uh, how do you sleep? Fine. They don't talk to me. I said, can I say something too? That's uh, a cop. She doesn't do this. I've got to tell her do this. That. Like, yeah. they take her word for it. Yeah. Yeah, Marnie, I'm sorry, this line is really bad and you, the, it's coming and going. So we're missing out a lot of what you're telling us. But as as Dr. Korb is saying, you know, maybe just speak to the doctor again and, and or speak to your sister and just tell her that you'd like to go in with her. Yeah. And maybe what? then if she, you know, she, if she tells the doctor she wants you in there, they have to let you in. Yeah. What I, yeah, what I heard when you said earlier, uh, 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 um, yeah. but the clinic uh, or another psychiatrist, my, my daughter, she's based at Dr. I can't afford to take a private psychiatrist uh, uh, or uh, yeah. some of this, but, but uh, once they take a matter, that person might have a different view. Absolutely. Yes, and I mean, yeah. I think that that is also a patient right is to get a second opinion, whether it's from another government clinic or from a private person, that's, that's absolutely fine. You know, any patient has got the right to a second opinion. So if you yeah, really I, want to do that, yes. you're welcome how does to one, do how, Sorry, how does one go get that go to a private clinic. It's not a private. We, we were talking about the the government clinics, yeah. Um, Marnie. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You just yeah. go there and make an appointment. You may go and make an make appointment. Point. Yes, ah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Well, good luck to you. And I think uh, that's a very important point that everybody needs to know, that if you're not happy with uh, what you are experiencing, if you're with a particular doctor, you are, uh, there's nothing stopping you from no. going off and uh, consulting with somebody else. Nothing yeah. at all. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. It's your, your, your prerogative to yes, go and do that. Yes, so. Yes. Don't feel that once you're seeing one doctor and you're not comfortable that you're stuck because you're yeah, not. Yeah. You know, please don't don't think about that. And I would have loved to have chatted to more of you for much longer. And I'm sorry, Minus in Florida, who actually phoned in to suggest that perhaps Ibrahim's pain might be fibromyalgia. Ibrahim, maybe something else to consider. Yeah. Can't unfortunately take that too much further because my thanks once again okay. this evening to Dr. Franz Corbin. He's a psychiatrist and psychologist in private practice in Johannesburg. And he's been my guest on tonight's edition of Health Matters. And if you'd like to speak to a trained counsellor, please call the South African Depression and Anxiety Group on 0800 Five six seven five six seven, and they're open from eight a.m. to eight p.m. seven days a week. You can also SMS them on three one three nine three, or go to the website sadag. Org. Well, if you want to know anything about something you've heard on the show this evening, you can email me on healthmatters at safm.co.za or take a look at the Facebook page, Health Matters on SAFM. And I'll be putting up a lot of this information from the show tonight. So if you'd like to have that, just drop me an email or post a message on the Facebook page. Dr. Corb, thank you very much indeed for your time this evening. Thanks, Corin. That was great. Thanks very thank much. Thank you. And that's it for Health Matters for this week. I'm Karen Key. Thanks for joining me this evening. And I'll be back with you again tomorrow evening just after nine with Time to Travel.